Once upon a time, there was a young boy named Max. He received a small allowance every week. Max loved comics, and every week, he'd rush to the corner store to buy the latest issue. He had a dream to visit a certain theme park in Florida. One day, Max discovered that he saved his allowance instead of spending it on comics. He'd have enough money to buy a ticket to the theme park. With determination, he started saving. And as weeks went by, Max watched his savings grow. When he had saved enough money, he bought a ticket. He had the time of his life riding roller coasters and eating cotton candy. Max realized that by sacrificing a few comics, he experienced something far more exciting and memorable. Now, Max's story teaches us the power of saving for a big dream, and it reminds us that delayed gratification can lead to unforgettable experiences and lasting happiness. I'm Curtis, my pal over there is Joe, and we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Joe. Hello, my friend. Like my little my story? My Disney-loving friend? I think you played the wrong theme song there. No, that was the right one. Oh, you mean my <laughs> Geeking on Walt Disney World podcast theme show? Yes, take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> no, that was that was a little help from ChatGPT playing around. I asked it to give me an intro, a story intro based on saving money. And that's, well, that's a good one. I How asked him three times, though. This is the, that was the third one. I, I guess ask him to shorten it up a bit, too. <laughs> you are all on ChatGPT, dude. <laughs> You're my biggest influence, Joe, for sure. It's, on a, that. it's an awesome tool. No yeah. doubt about that. No doubt I'm about that. I'm having fun with it whenever I get a chance. Yeah, last week you talked about saving money was the theme of last week's show. And I've been reading a book. The book is called I Will Teach You to Be Rich, which is... Seems like a very enticing title. I don't know, enticing very or direct. Direct. Very I don't direct. know. It turned me off. It seemed too direct. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed too unbelievable, maybe. But Remit Sethi, we talked about him a little bit last week. I brought him into the conversation because I was reading the book. And I think I suggested in my resource to check out. Didn't you check out the Netflix series, did? I did. I binge watched <laughs> six out of the eight episodes and watch the other two the next day very good stuff <laughs> yeah very good stuff did you like it then i thought i, I, I did find it interesting. I did. he's a he's a really good guy just a kind man right it seems that way yeah and he had a whole eclectic group of people on that show and he went through finances with a handful of couples and really gave them good direct advice some of it was hard to swallow i would have liked to seen him get into a little more about investing though a little more about about what to invest in and what are some of the strategies that he uses. He just yeah. it seemed to, he seemed to just get into basic financial tidiness. Yeah, that's true because at least the people in that program were definitely had some untidiness about them. Right. <laughs> just right. I found them be young younger people, except for maybe one of the ladies there. Who had a daughter that was trying to help her out that was extravagant in her spending and different unique situations. She had some money coming in more than most of us, but she was interesting too. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for his book titled How to Make Joe Taylor Rich. <laughs> That's the one I want. 
Very good point. I think. How about that for niching down? <laughs> I'll save, maybe I'll save my commentary for the end, but yeah, I had that same kind of thought as I was reading. But I think I really found this, him to be authentic, even in his writing style and easy to understand. And this is not a topic I think I've said before that I find easy to get excited about and I'm doing my best. I think I'm doing quite well. I'm digging into some things. Maybe I'll let you know what I've been doing here over the last few weeks. So I did, I, and the thing I did like about, and we like systems, right, Joe? We yep, talk about systems, that all the processes. time. Processes. Yeah. Absolutely. What I'm going to cover to the best of my ability, he gives a six week program on how to be rich. And I'm going to- Awesome. Now, I, six you might, weeks. Yeah. We're going to boil six weeks down into an hour? Whenever I hear a six-week program, I know it's going to take me longer. <laughs> me too. I me just, too. I'm a slow learner. I'm a slow learner. I'm a slow reader. Yeah. I Yeah, I read things over and backwards. My wife is like one of those speed readers, I'm, and I'm quite the opposite. And I try things out. So I have tried some of these things already. I, I kind of start doing them while I'm still reading. I don't know if that's my, don't follow my program. I don't think it matters. I don't, I don't know if he even says this out loud, but a lot of these guys will say, hey, they do that to make it sound nice and tidy. And but I don't think you necessarily have to be literal with that. Yep. Yep. And, and on the investment side of things, he does cover that. I'm not going to get too deep again. Don't take financial advice from us and these are some just, there are some suggestions that are more in general, I would say, but I think they're good general. I liked his philosophies and I liked his ideas. And I do think they are absolutely geared to younger folks for sure. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in saving. When's the best time to save? Start saving. Sure. It's yeah. 10 years you ago. The planting a tree, <laughs> planting a tree analogy, right? Exactly. But the truth is, if you've not saved, or you're just starting a saving program, savings program, an investment program, no matter what age you are, whether you're in your mid-50s or early 20s or a teenager or 60s or 70s, it doesn't matter. If you've not started, Yeah, not right now is the second best time. Exactly. So let's get into this. Are you ready? Let's do this. So week one, you're going to set up your credit cards. You're going to pay off debt, if applicable and learn how to master your credit history and free credit awards. I looked at this as being, instead of being on the defense, be on the offense with credit cards. And maybe we've already had that conversation a little bit. As long as you're paying off that credit card at the end of the month, try to find the perks that you can benefit from. But one of the tips he gives is to get your credit score. That was one of the things, again, I went out there, he gave a link for annualcreditreport.com. I guess it's a, is it a federal law? I think that. Yeah, each, I think each credit agency at each credit reporting bureau has to give you uh, one free credit report per year. And you apply through that. You apply for those through this website or mailing in or whatever it takes. I've gotten mine. I get mine every year. I use a, I also use a program called Credit Karma yeah. that gives me an ongoing snapshot of my credit rating. It's not, it uses a different credit rating than most lenders use, but it, it's directional. It's uh, it shows you what direction you're headed. And I see that it doesn't match up exactly kind for kind with the standard. What is the credit score scoring system? FICO score. Yeah. Does, they use a, a system called Vantage. I think it's called Vantage. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't match up 
point for point for, on FICO, but it certainly reg- Yeah, he did mention that one. I want to say he had one, he had maybe a negative comment about that particular one. Uh, he did say myfico.com is a fee-based one. It's probably the most accurate if you had to get to that level of accuracy. I, I was quite, it's quite impressive to see some of your debts that are laid out there in black and white. <laughs> But I did get I did go out there and do that score. So I found that an interesting first way to start. It is a good place to start. And it might be some place that you when all is said and done, you're think you think to yourself, oh, okay. Or you might think to yourself, got some work to do. But either way, the truth is the truth, whether we look at it or not. It's like getting on the scale, Kurt. Yeah. If somebody weighs two hundred pounds, they weigh two hundred pounds whether they get on the scale or not. So they might as well get on the scale and check. I find it interesting that we're like an open book in this area. There's no hidden. It's like right out there. Yeah, for sure. They've got all the information and share it with each other. Yeah, there is no privacy. Is yeah, there? that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> there is no privacy. Not in that area. They got that all figured out. Talks about setting up a credit card. He talks, he goes, I like how he makes fun of himself being Indian, mm-hmm. Indian from India. And I've worked with several, and I chuckle a little bit as he was talking. Even during the Netflix series, he talks about this. He has fun with it. There's there's some things in their culture that are quite obvious. Negotiators and paying, the, I would say, the least. Or in his case, he's talking about everything he's doing, no fee. So look for that no fee card. His investing is all about the lowest kinds of investment fees that you can possibly get. And he talks about in that show too. He has that woman who's adamant to pay the 1% fee for the Mm. financial advisor that she has. And he goes into quite detail how he's so upset how much, and he gets emotionally involved in this. Mm -hmm. She's really getting ripped off and really suggests paying by the hour. If you really think you need that sort of complicated advice, but yeah, so uh, a credit card with no fee. He talks about bankrate.com. I think this was an updated version. I think this book was written about 10 years ago. So it was a, he's got, you can see where he's injected some new things. I think he talked about some of the mistakes he made in the book. And you can imagine why, if you mention something very specific, like a credit card in 10 years, I mean, that it's a dated thing, right? But he did mention bankrate.com. It's something I've been looking at. I've t- as a matter of fact, I have a conversation with my wife today as we're doing some things with credit cards and one and planning out some things and getting on fences. I was saying, are sure. we using the right cards for what maybe some things that we want to do? I think we we're talking about travel and like that. Yeah. I looked at bankright.com. Of course you can Google and see some of these maybe nerd wallet or whatever, see what they're, they're saying about the perks involved also and, and what the fees awesome. are. So yeah. That, that, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking through, I'm, I, I did a, an hour or so looking at some even today and, I don't know. It's, it's not easy to make a decision. I guess if you find a good one, stick with it. And hopefully you like the perks that they're offering. Yeah. We use credit card perks. This is where I might differ or I definitely differ from a financial guru and radio talk show host, Dave Ramsey Yeah, is because he doesn't agree with credit cards at all. And I understand where Dave is coming from that where people get in trouble with credit cards is not, is thinking about is not thinking about it as cash. I, I think about it as cash. I We use a credit card just like I use cash. And I have a budget that I'm going to spend for the week. 
And that whether that budget comes out of the credit card or comes out of actual cash, at the end of the week, I just pay off that credit card. Yeah. Yeah. I like, and this is something we've not done. I've tried to talk my wife into this, but setting up automatic payments for mm-hmm. your credit card bill so it's paid off in full every month. So there's the answer to that, if you can do that. And obviously, if you've got debt, you got to go after that credit card debt first. It's yeah extremely important. So that's a, a lot of week one. He also gives a lot of scripts of how to call some of these companies, in particular like the credit cards, get to try to get the fees waived. If I asked my wife that question, I said, are we paying fees on any of these cars? She said, we are. These are little things that I think I want to tackle and make it a game or having some fun with it. And I never thought of it. You don't have to pay those fees. He says that sometimes you can negotiate those or get one with no fee. Sure. And that that's a neat, that's something that you wouldn't expect from a financial advisor mm. or a financial book. Here's a script on calling these people yeah. and getting your fees waived. Here's what's worked for other people. I, I like that. I, that That's outside the box, right? Yeah. We're going to get into week four, something that you were talking about spending. And his philosophy is a little bit different. He's not saying like, yeah, he's going to talk about saving, and but he's talking about flipping the script around so that when you do spend, it's but he doesn't use the board budget. Actually, he says he doesn't like budgets. I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, week four, we'll talk about that. <laughs> awesome. Setting up the right bank accounts. And we started talking about this a little last week, but he says, open a checking account or take a look at the one that you have. Find that account that works for you. Call the bank, open the account. If you've already got one, make absolutely sure it's a no fee, no minimum account. Yeah. Right. He's very adamant. A lot of people, even I'm guilty of this. You're using your local bank because you've always had a comfort level with them. But he's, again, being very particular about no fees and no minimums. Open an online high interest savings account. I think this is something I've seen. That's interesting. Does he give some recommendations for those? Again, this is where he got into trouble doing that in the past. But he does give like a bankrate.com. We'll talk about some of those. I think at the end he gives some ideas of which ones. So you'll learn higher interest. It's psychologically powerful to have your savings account separate from your checking. It'd be much less likely to dip into your savings if it's not immediately reachable through normal banking. So that was a top thing you said last week too. Yeah, that's what I do. And in fact, I have a, I have my paycheck from work split from my regular checking account that the bulk of it goes into, but certain percentage, a significant percentage goes into this separate banking account, separate savings account with a financial institution. That's not a local bank. I can't drive up to it. I can't get it. And there's a lot of friction to me withdrawing that money. I have to call them. They'll send the paperwork. Yeah. It's that's, that's worked very well for me. He does. Cause there's been times, honestly, there's been times I've wanted to make a major purchase and I knew the money was there. But by the time I went through all the hassle to go get the money, and I'm like, ah, never mind. Give you time to reconsider. Yeah. Bankrate.com is another site he uses. Oh, he says do check his website and check out some of the other blog readers. He does have a very popular blog of different bank accounts. Again, he seems like a pretty legit guy. Like he has, he's not got a personal reason to recommend certain institutions. Matter of fact, he gets really, he, the one thing he said from last time, I think it was Wells Fargo was one of them and Bank of America. 
he really beat up on those. He gives a bunch of reasons why he's not happy with them. He's and he's proud to say so in this book that he's not. Can I ask you a question about this book, Kurt? Yeah, I've not picked up the book, but I usually when we recommend a book to each other, we'll we trust each other and typically pick it up. This I've not bought this book yet. This book many times books like this can be nothing but an advertisement for a bigger course that mm. they want you to sign up for. <laughs> yeah. Is that like this? Does he have something like this? In I've there? not seen it. Yeah. Awesome. That That's funny. You, you read my mind. I thought you might start thinking of that. <laughs> As I was saying, go to check out his blog. But I think it's only fair. Like I said, this is all timely data. Banks change and offers change. And he's really saying that. He said he made a mistake by trying to give very specific ones in his last book. Oh, it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. And it's a fantastic resource. If you yeah. have, if you're writing a book and you want updated information on the book, there's some intellectual honesty there and some integrity yeah. there. So I like that idea. Fund your online savings account. Leave one and a half months of living expenses in your checking account or as close to it as you can manage. Yeah. So he's trying to prevent overdrafts. It's another, mm -hmm. here you go again. He's really particular about these little, well, maybe some people consider them little fees, but he says they add up. There was a, there was a point in one of those episodes that he was looking at the person's bank statement. And how about being vulnerable, man? These guys yeah. signed up for yeah. the show, right? <laughs> well, one and couple there kind of quit. They signed up for this show and dope, there he is. He opened up now. He blurred out the numbers and all the personal information, but I, what I mean by numbers is like the address and the account number and stuff like that. Yeah. They showed the numbers, like how much they're spending, what they're spending it on. Yeah. So forth. That was very vulnerable and very interesting. But the one thing that he showed is there was one couple that had a lot of like overdraft charges. Yeah. One person that had a lot of the overdraft fee and then the percentage that they have to pay. And yeah, it was ugly. He definitely is funny. We were talking about the psychology of money book and he does He's got that in his philosophy, the psychology part of it, for sure. 100%. Week three, you're going to open up your 401k and investment account. That's why I say this is more for younger people. If you haven't already done that, I, I try to stress this with my kids. Just get started early. And he's very adamant about matching whatever, if you have your company has a match, to contribute up to that level. Absolutely. Why yeah. people don't at least do that? It boggles the mind because that's free money. If you want to, if yeah. you want to figure out a way to double your money, yeah, just do that. Absolutely. You know how many investments would love to just double their money consistently pay up to the, if you just pay up to the match there, you've doubled your money. Yeah. And it's a great way in these days to automate. Again, we talked about this, pay yourself first. Great way to set it and forget it. Now, one thing I'd not heard before, although I did do it, my wife did did this years ago too. Uh, actually, uh, before I say that, he did in this week three, come up with a plan to pay off your debt. Get mm. serious about getting out of debt. It's just blatantly put out there straightforward. He doesn't go into a lot of details about it other than, you know, the cutting spending kind of ideas he has and that kind of thing. The whole, the whole Dave Ramsey thing. Right. I'm a fan of Dave Ramsey and yeah, uh, and I like his straightforward kind of home homespun old-fashioned kind of way of advice, right? Yeah. Very simple, clean steps. Yeah. But Dave's thing is get out of debt. Oh, yeah. Rabbitly, get out of debt. Yeah. As soon as you possibly can. Yeah. 
And I understand it. There's a freedom to being out of debt, completely out of debt. And knowing that you're, you're free, you're not a, you're not a slave to the lender. Yeah. Now, another one, he's splitting things a little bit here in terms of opening a, a Roth IRA. And I don't want to get into a lot of the details, obviously, of the Roth IRA. But again, setting up automatic payments to that. And he's, he was saying a year limit to that. And it all depends, your ages and, and your income. And so I can't really get into the details other than people like the Roth IRA because, well, first of all, it's after taxes too. So he's diversifying a little bit with this. And right. I can tell you, when you take money out, that tax bite is hard. Mm-hmm. What you have saved up isn't what you really actually have. That's right. Just remember that because you haven't paid taxes on it yet in the 401k. And and that, that's part of what he's just saying here with the Roth. And also you can take out whatever you've contributed if you had an emergency without penalty. Whereas that's in, awesome. In a 401k, you have to pay a penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half, which a lot of these things, that's why I'm going to say at the end, I have to read i like still a lot of the philosophy and some of the some of the specifics might be different for me because i'm at a different point in my life yeah so he but just get started a little bit at a time with that and this was interesting and he gets into some detail but and i've been using the hsa the health savings account and that was all when they first offer that i'm sure everyone has experienced this with their healthcare providers, they'll give you the high uh, deductible, but offer an HSA. And my company was, I think they're going to take that benefit away, unfortunately, but they were contributing also at the beginning of the year, a sizable piece. But I found you could get a lower premium if you had a higher deductible, but he's also considers and looks at using that as a investment tool. So I'm, Interesting. Yeah. So what's I'll the just, philosophy behind that? I'll let you dig into that a little bit. I didn't really okay. get into, okay. but you can. And you have to look at the plan that you have, but I think you can also use different investment funds there. And yeah, so it's an interesting concept. I didn't dig into it that deeply. So there's one for you to ponder. Yeah, I'll the possibility of to out. look into on your own. So that was week three. Week four, conscious spending plan. This was. What I wanted, you were getting into this and talked about it. And this was one of the things I think I've, I liked a lot about this book. This is one of my favorite parts. I like the term conscious spending plan. He mentions it during the Netflix series too. And it, I was watching that and reading the book at the same time. I hadn't gotten to this part, but say he's against the budget really. And this is very similar to what you were talking about, Joe, with the take home pay and that fixed costs adding up to 50 to 60% he's what he's using here. And yeah, he's saying this is a great way to think about it. And you don't really have to overthink this, but add 10% is going to be long-term investments, a saving goal, savings goals of five to 10% beyond the long-term savings. And then you're left with 20 to 35% of guilt-free spending money. How about that? I think that was the it's part like we didn't talk money. about. Yeah. It's like vacation money. Yeah. When I save for vacation, I have a certain amount of money set aside. And when I'm spending it, it's guilt-free. Yeah. I've set it aside. I set it aside for vacation. And 
Yeah. We always talk about we always talk about vacation money and how easy it is to spend on the family vacations. And do we want to go out to this restaurant? Do we want to go out to that restaurant? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's vacation money. Exactly. So you were, I think you've been talking about this and living this. And he does spend near the end of the book talking about he's talking about living the rich life, and it's this twenty to thirty five percent. What's important to you, right? Mm. And we talk about memories instead of stuff. You and I both yeah. have always prioritized a nice vacation time. I, I've done it. We, you tease me about Disney World, but I tease other people back. They say how expensive it is. It's not. You get a nice cost break the way I do. Yeah, I think people might be surprised to see how much somebody that is really engaged with Disney and understands the tips and tricks and how to do it on a budget. Yeah. And if they actually, if they find a good travel, a Disney, good Disney travel agent, they can certainly, they can certainly benefit from that as well. Plug for traveling Sierras. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll use the, my, my experience when we bought the Disney vacation club and they made claims of getting the best rooms at Disney world at, they were at that time saying like a 70% discount over the life of the vacation club, which is a timeshare. And I don't know if I believed it or not, but it took us a long way, long time to make the decision. It was a significant investment at the time, but sure is nice. Now it's all paid off. I have to pay a maintenance fee, but I get to stay. It's a nice bill at the end of my, this two week vacation. I didn't cost, I didn't pay anything except for my maintenance fee that I pay every year. And that's a significant cost savings. I'm staying at a place that costs, I don't know, what does it cost? The two bedroom at Bay Lake Tower for a week, $10,000. Wow. And, and you walk out of there without yeah. a dime other than your maintenance And my fee. Southwest credit card paid for my airfare to Florida. Florida is not an expensive place to fly. It has no. been like that for, for a long time. I'm essentially paying for my food. And I have an annual pass. The annual pass costs a certain amount. Matter of fact, I get a discount through the vacation club, a significant discount. And there you go. I'm going, my my total cost of my trip is a lot less than most people, but I'm staying at the best place. So from the outside looking in, somebody might say, man, that Kurt is living rich in the same way, in the same spirit as his book, right? Yeah, it you is. You choose what rich means to you. And he talks about that a lot in the series. What does rich mean to you? Yeah. This is what rich means to Kurt. And Joe has his definition of rich. Yeah. Memories are better than stuff, man. I got lots and hundreds and thousands of pictures of memories with on vacations and time with my kids and my grandkids. And you can't take that away from me, man. Any crap that I would have bought, Kurt, would have been faded yeah. away or in a yard sale or Goodwill or something by now. But those memories are yeah. there forever. But I like these percentages. And I'm going to definitely sit down and calculate this with my wife. I've always gotten felt bad about not keeping a tight budget month after month, which is something I've not done. This gives, this is a place that I could, you do it once and then you can tweak the edges all the time. Yeah. It's like the 50, 20, 30 so like plan this. that we talked about last week. Yeah. Optimize your spending, dig deeper into your savings goals and fixed monthly fixed cost. And then you start digging into what, how much is your insurance costing and, how much you're going to spend for Christmas gifts and vacation this year. 
and then open an account. You need a budget or personal capital. So these are websites, apps where you can track your spending. This is something I'm talking to my wife about doing as part of this little conscious spending plan. I know some of the credit card companies definitely help you to do that too. Maintain your conscious spending plan. Enter any cash receipts into your system each week. Tweak the percentages you send to each part of your spending plan. Most important, make sure your system is realistic enough that you'll stick with it for the long term. Yeah, I think that's... Kurt, Kurt you said in his book, and he, he talks about it on the show as well, that he doesn't necessarily believe in budgets in the purest right. sense of the term, but... Can you briefly describe the difference between con- the conscious spending plan and a budget? I think of a budget as this really a spreadsheet where you're tracking. I feel like there's a lot of manual effort and conscious worrying about it. And one of the reasons why I've never, it's almost like a diet. Like just can't stick with it. Hmm. So this concept just for me my fixed costs don't really change that much. He's not saying, he says, look at it and you want to make sure you're getting it into that 50 to 60%. Like I, I've told you about that cute story in that Netflix story where you see the couple that had the $400 a month storage unit. I think through the $60 microwave yeah, for a $60. He had microwave. Other, yeah. He had other stuff in the storage unit, but yeah. it's just so funny. Yeah. Storage units to me, are they're a, multi-billion dollar business, right? right? But gosh, I just don't understand storage units. Now, if you've got a big fancy car that you take out once a year and you park it in the storage unit and you only take it out when it's between 72 and 78 degrees, <laughs> yeah, that's different. <laughs> then you have a storage unit. But the, just a storage unit to keep crap in, and if you yeah. add up all the costs, well, the monthly cost to those storage units... I never heard of the value of the stuff in a storage unit. It's crazy. Us, the minimalist guys, that one blew my mind. (laughs) Someone was doing that. But with this plan that take that storage, he was using a spreadsheet just to say, Hey, what if we take this $400 of your monthly budget? Where does that put your fixed cost percentage? And between that and like one other thing, they were in the range. Now, but it also leaves, hey, if you want a big grocery budget, then you're just going to have to work on something else to get right. within. But if once you get into that 50 to 60% range, the other young lady had, had bought a condo and really went beyond her means and he knew mm-hmm. it right away. And she was very excited about it. So it's interesting how he was doing the psychology part with it. But, and he was, I think he was pretty, he was very good in the way he handled the people. He was you're talking about very difficult subjects and. It's not well, you know, easy. what I think he did in the Netflix special was was an art. It is an art. He, he knew from the beginning what people needed to do, but he also knew that they had to figure it out on their own. Yeah. So he led them down the path and made a lot of the, the ideas their ideas. Right. Or the awakening was their own awakening and not necessarily him throwing the alarm. Yeah. So week five, you're going to automate this infrastructure and all these accounts to play nicely together. And this, this is an area that I, I can work on. My wife, I, she, I'm actually making some inroads, Joe. She is an old school, literally go down to the bank and write a check and hand it over to the bank teller. I'd, really? Yeah. So I know she listens to this. So she knows I'm working <laughs> her on this. And I'm the weird one. I, I hope I can 
sell her on this automation. I really like this. I do automation for a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm all about this. And it's really set this system up, set it and forget it. Once you got it all linked, all these accounts linked up together and all the, the login information. He does mention, by the way, the LastPass that I use for, I don't know if we ever use that as one of our resources, lastpass.com or an app mm-hmm. to store your information securely. Right. So you don't have to memorize or write down underneath your desk, your passwords and IDs. Right. That, that's a key to this system too. And the, I'll tell you of all the things that drive me nuts is IDs and passwords. And I think that's going to be in my, one of my resource for the week. I'm going to talk about one that I struggled with, but anyways, yeah. So start linking this all up. He talks about connecting it all and it goes into the checking account. And then from the checking account, all the automatic billing and so forth is going through. And he goes into a bunch of detail on how to do that. So I won't do that, but it makes it so much easier. I'm really excited about this part of the book yeah, because I am all about making things easy and making things structured and systemizing my life. And I have a lot of my bills now automatically paid and I don't, I've probably written physically written two checks in the past 10 years, probably. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Don't remind me. It's all done automatically. Yeah. If I get the opportunity to pay my bills online or automatically, I'm certainly going to do that. Matter of fact, we're looking at cutting the cable and the from Frontier, the offer that they have is you have to do automatic billing. So in order to hmm. get the offer. So I'm, yeah, I know I'm beyond, I'm late to that game. Yeah. The myth of financial expertise was a chapter that I just wanted to mention quickly. The pundits and these fund managers, they fail to beat the market 75% of the time. Isn't that amazing? Again, he gets. And these about- are the guys who make the big bucks on TV with their fancy ties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. With so, the rolled up sleeves and their fancy ties, and they're yep. wrong 75% of the time, huh? Yep. And he's got a My whole chapter gosh. on that. So he's making the point. And this 1% fee to financial advisors is a huge ripoff. But. Yeah. Enjoy your life. That's the other point. Decide what's important. We talked about that. So the week six, that's when he starts talking about investing and picking stocks, how you can get the most out of the market with very little work. There was one, I don't know if you've heard of target date funds. Maybe I'm late to that game too. Yeah. Target date funds are simple funds that automatically diversify your investments for you based on when you plan to retire. So let's assume you retire at age 65, instead of you having to rebalance stocks and bonds, target date funds, they automatically do it for you. And what's interesting, I hadn't heard about that. And I did something good. I could have put it for the win for the week. But matter of fact, just yesterday, I went and increased my 401k uh, percentage. And I noticed right in my, we use Fidelity for our, that manages it. And target date funds were three kind of the automatic options. So I felt too, if you're just starting as a young person and he talks about this again, psychology, people don't do it, don't get started because they don't know how. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a great, and he really highly recommends target date funds, especially if you're beginning and you don't know what to do. He talks about Vanguard a lot, Vanguard. Matter of fact, Vanguard, and it's funny, the Vanguard was the one that my company had chosen for that automatic one. So also like, how interesting was that? 
Matter of fact, I just did it. And you can change it later. Like, it's just, it's so sure. important to get it started. Yeah, That's the hardest the blank part. Page, right? Defeat the blank page. Just take a step forward. Make a decision yeah. and click that button. You yeah. can change it. Yeah, if you're not happy with it later. But that, so t- take a look at target date funds. And these are index funds that are follow the index of the market. And they're pretty conservative and diversified. And it do depends on where you are in your, your every year automatically if I don't do nothing. So perfect. Interesting. Index funds allow a, or follow a stock index like the S&P 500 and they have low fees. And so he recommends a lot of his philosophy is very conservative, I would say too, but it's long-term. Right. And diversify. He had uh, a chart and I didn't write down the name of it, but there's this guy who, speaking of a fund manager, that someone that he really likes is the guy that runs the Yale, there's a retirement fund or something like that for Yale, who could, whose hedge, Wall Street wants him really bad because he does beat the market all the time. He's got a very specific chart there that you may enjoy, Joe, of ways to diversify in, yeah, all different kinds of funds, but doing it all yourself. So that, that's the six weeks from Remit Sethi. And yeah, I think overall, I like the book. I think, like I say about every book, I, there's pieces that I can relate to or really fit my, I think there's more work for me to do in this area. This doesn't give me everything, but I like, like you said, I think he's a pretty, seems like a pretty decent guy. He's not out there to sell books or he's there to sell books, but not sell another program. <laughs> Yeah, his book's not just a business card or a primer for a larger program. And there's yeah. nothing, I mean, there's a place for that, but I like the the integrity and putting your information in a single place and here you go. I, I like this book. I, I like the concept of this book. I've not read it yet. I From what you've told me, I really want to check out, I want to make sure that I'm in, engaged in target date funds. I'm going to check out bankrate.com. I'm also going to make sure that see what I've not systemized yet and make sure I systemize that. And I think I can do a better job, Kurt, on tightening up my, my living expense budget. And when you're, when we talk about conscious spending, I think I get it. If you, if your idea of, if your idea of living rich is eating out to very nice restaurants every week. Okay. You just have to understand where it's coming from. Yeah. You have to be conscious of where it's coming from. Let's say you want your, your eating out budget to be $200 a week. Yeah. Okay. Because of the restaurants you go to, you figured out it's going to cost you about $200 a week. You take your income, split it in half. You take that $200 a week. If that's really important to you, put that in the equation. Now you got to figure out where it's coming from. Now you exactly. have to figure out how does the math work here? But if the math works and it works for you and that's the life you want to live, that's your rich life, then God bless you for it. Who who are we to judge? Exactly. I'm with That's you, man. I like this idea. spending money. I do, Kurt. I want to review my spending habits, my budgets, for lack of a better way of putting it, and make sure I'm pretty make sure I'm hitting pretty close to that fifty percent mark, that fifty, twenty, thirty plan, or some kind of semblance of that. And yeah. just to see how it looks. I think I'm it's excited a great about exercise. That. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, definitely it is. Definitely it is. Good stuff, Kurt. This was a good episode. I like our discussion. I like how you were able to uh, put the six weeks in one 
one and a one episode synopsis. I mean, it makes me want to go buy the book definitely now, <laughs> uh, so I can check out some of these. So I can check out some of these strategies. I really <laughs> do like it. I got it on Kindle Unlimited. I I got a thirty day free trial, and it was a free book. So you got for, a thirty days. I th- I thought you were once on Kindle Unlimited. You were able to get on a none. I know it was on free trial. I tell you, there's a spending tip for you. I quit it, and then when I saw something I wanted, I went back and tried it again. <laughs> and the, you can there's lots of places. There there are lots of library apps that you can take advantage of. I use yeah. Libby, the right. Libby library app, and I'd like to see if I might check out to see if this book it might on be Libby. for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. What was your win for the week, Joe? I have a really cool win for the week, Kurt. In fact, I just wrapped it up a few days back. I was asked to give a presentation at work on a subject that I wasn't terribly familiar with. I'm aware of, but I wasn't terribly familiar with. And it's a presentation in front of the whole company, the whole organization. And they asked me to give this presentation. And I I did my prep work and I put it all together and I did my research, talked to a handful of people within the company did uh did some market analysis, looked at some of the threats in the marketplace and some of the opportunities in the marketplace and where we stood uh, in the marketplace when it comes to this. I'm not going to bore you with all the details as to what it was about, but it was a pretty intense but short presentation that I had to put together that was very important to the powers that that was very important to the powers that be. I had my presentation all together and it was going to be in the the afternoon of that day and I had planned on coming in the morning and practicing the presentation, making sure I have it tight and making sure that I have it, I have it working well. That's typically what I do when I put together a presentation. I do it in advance as, as much of advance notice as I can. In this case, I only had uh, literally a, a day or so to put the presentation together. But I planned on coming in that day and practicing it in the morning because the presentation was scheduled for the afternoon, for two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, little did I know that I didn't get the invite to the first meeting for the presentation. The first Hmm. meeting for the presentation was at nine o'clock. I was, I had it in my mind that I was going to have some time to really prepare. So I come in and I get my coffee and do my morning stuff thinking I've got plenty of time. Then I see everybody walking to the meeting room. I'm like, what's going on? He said, well, we have our presentation. I'm like, I didn't get the invite for that one. I didn't get the invite for that one. (laughs) And I had to do it flat footed off the cuff. And Kurt, I will say this. I did a fantastic job and I'm not, <laughs> if trying I might to be say so myself, yeah. I'm not trying to be braggadocious, but it really like went over well. Good. And the part of it is I interjected some humor and I had an all shucks attitude and that always goes over well, a little self-deprecation, but the information was solid. Good. I gave a really good presentation. So I'm going to call that a win for the week. Maybe we helped you last week. Remember we recorded, we practiced a whole half of our episode before we hit the oh, record yeah. button. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Guess we don't have to do that anymore. Yep. That's all right. We have to it had to happen sometime. That's a good feeling. Congratulations. I love that story. Thank you. Without even Thank the you. details. Yeah. My win for the week. Mine's really simple. I've been working and I'm very excited about doing some home improvement work myself, which has never been one of my best or something I've really spent a lot of time trying to do, I should say. I've been doing a little bit more lately. I'm tackling a half bathroom. And if I catch you caught up, I ripped out the, got the water shut off, which was a big accomplishment. It was not easy to shut the water off the sinks or the toilets, the toilet. And then I ripped out the vanity and the sink and the toilet. 
And now I've got this floor, this flooring I'm trying to get off this old, I don't even know what it is. And I, Joe, I just couldn't find the right tool to get under this thing and, and start ripping this off. And I'm watching YouTube videos and I've, I'm just tinkering around and I've been to Home Depot and Lowe's a couple of times. First tool I got wasn't really long enough, a sharp enough blade and long enough. It was more of a wall scraper, but that didn't work too good. And I had another one I got at Walmart that was a ripper bar and that wasn't so great. But yeah, I got another, it was more like a a scraper, but a real tough, heavy duty one. And I did get underneath. Come to find out the piece I was trying to get off was really glued on tight tighter than any other part of the floor. Matter of fact, and I started working another piece angle. I started working a little further along and it started coming up and I'm using a combination of all three of these tools now to get this flooring up. And, but anyways, I really was really happy. I got a lot of that flooring up in about an hour after struggling and wondering how I was going to do it. And now my next thing, and I'm talking to my friend, Ken, who's done lots of home he used to be a teacher, a wood shop and technical teacher in the high schools. And he's done a lot of his own stuff. He's doing a lot of renovation right now. And I'm sending him pictures because I'm not sure what the thickness of this flooring. I, de- I definitely have some rotten flooring where the uh, toilet is. So I know I'm going to, I just don't know if I, because I went down to the basement and it doesn't look rotted at the bottom of it, but hmm. absolutely. So I'm not sure how many layers or how thick it is. So that's going to be my next thing. I'm going to be ripping this flooring out and de- determining what's got to be replaced for a uh, subfloor and then it'll be laying down the flooring but yeah so anyways the pro the progress is slow but sure and uh yeah i'm glad of getting that that's that cool. tough part off that's cool because your intention was to do this and your intention yeah. is to do this slow and methodical and take your time and yeah. don't too, put too much pressure learn as you go and you do reach a point in a project like this where there's the, the point of no return, right? <laughs> yes, when you, it's when you cut that piece of wood and you realize, okay, if I cut this piece <laughs> of wood, it. I'm all in. I'm trying you to know? think. That's right. I'm trying to analyze this as much as possible before I cut anything. <laughs> that is very true. Especially, that's awesome, man. I was asking him today, should I cut like right through this rotten part, right to the bottom? He, he said, no, see, let's see how thick it is because I'm curious. I did find, he said, find where the seam is. And this, it's definitely the rotted part that I can tell so far is a four by four piece. That could be a, a nice, just solid piece of, what do you call, what's the OSB flooring? or OBS or whatever it's called? Plywood. <laughs> yeah. A nice four by four piece of plywood will probably fit in this spot perfectly. So, yeah. So I learned that too, taking it slow and, and easy and asking questions. All right. What's your resource for the week? I've mentioned Tip him a couple times. Or- Yeah, resource hack or whatever it might be. And I've mentioned him a couple times over the past few shows. And we took his course many years ago. It's Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Mm. If you really want to get serious about getting out of debt and fixing your budget problems and fixing your money problems in a way that's simple and, and easy to understand, not easy, but simple and easy to understand that you can start right now where you are no matter what. I really encourage you to pick up Dave Ramsey's book, Total Money Makeover. It's a great book. It's not for the faint of heart. It's simple, but not easy. Mm -hmm. But if you're serious about getting out of debt, he will put together, he will show you the tools and techniques and strategies on how to do that. And it's 
Very simple. I've got the book. I like it. My wife's read it. Like it. Yeah, I agree. And I also think as I'm doing this, this is kind of my plan to get financial education and to even YouTube or podcasts. And he's a good one to listen to some advice that he gives to others too. I might get some of that other pieces that I'm missing. That's the next resource I'm going to be looking for, Joe, is what's more relative to where I am in life right now. Yeah. Or maybe I'm going to create tough. it myself. I don't, if I don't find it, maybe I'll have to create it myself. So my resource is socialsecurity.gov. It's ssa.gov. And I think it was in this book. It might have been in the psychology book or something else. Maybe I was researching. But somewhere along the line, I got interested in wondering, and I know they'll send you periodically. Social Security will send you what your benefit's going to be at your projected retirement age. And there's different ways you can retire or ages. For me, it's 67 years old to get full benefits. And then what would be the benefit if I hung in there and didn't take any benefits till I was 70? Also looking at my wife's, but I, what I want to say about IDs and passwords, this was, I laughed my head off because I went to the SSA.gov, signed up, and would you believe you couldn't access it right away, even all these questions? They had to mail me, physically mail me a password, a temporary password. No kidding. Wow. <laughs> says, this will take five to seven days or something. I'm like, in today's world, really? Are you kidding me? So what? that's ssa.gov. ssa.gov. So I did get the mailing and maybe I'll, I'll tell you, how, I was actually quite pleased to see what my benefit would be when I'm 60 and, and how much it would be mm -hmm. at 70. At least again. This is assuming you keep on the same income correct. path that you're on now, right? Correct. Yeah. There's assumptions there, obviously, but still it, it's something interesting. It's something you should be doing if you're at getting close to that age to understand what that. To understand, there's a lot for me to, to dig into understand in that area. But anyways, it, it's like your personal site for that and you can get it for free. SSA.gov. It just might take you a week or two. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. We all need to know what we're, where we're headed right and what we're going to see when we get there. Yeah, exactly. All right. How about a quote for the week? Well, staying with the same theme, this comes from Dave Ramsey. Uh, I like his work. I like his attitude. I like how his, his direct approach, but I really like this savings because it's not about the black and white things of money. It's not about the black and white things of wealth. Dave Ramsey says, measure your wealth, not by the things you have, but by the things for which you would not take money. Oh, I got to think about that. Let that sink in. Yeah. Let that sink in. Say that again. Not measure your wealth, not by the things you have but by the things for which you would not take money. Ooh. The important things in life, the important things in life you can't replace with money. Yeah. Your relationships, yeah. your integrity, mm. the memories that you have, the things that you set up for your family yeah. to experience. Those are the things that you need to measure your wealth by. Mm. Not by the things you have, but by those things for which you would not take money. They're not for a, not for all the, there are things in my life that for all the money in the world, I wouldn't give up. Yeah. So true. That's great quote, Joe. And boy, this hit home with me within the last 48 hours and a couple of things happening. I'm, I'm reading these same kind of books and sentiments and 
my mother-in-law passed away on Saturday, so we had a death in the family and a funeral. Mm. And you go to a funeral, these kinds of things come up in the eulogy that the pastor did for her and how she things that grandkids and kids had written about her life. And none of them were money-related, I can assure you that. And also, my son, on the same day, yesterday, discovered that they are having a boy. Awesome. And, Grandpa, uh, very cool. They are having a boy. And I started thinking, it was, I don't know how I got off on this. I always talked about maybe moving south, but I'm almost thinking maybe I'm going to move closer to my grandchild and son and daughter-in-law. If, you only, if you only got, yeah, I, I agree. You understand man. where I'm going? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I'm with you. <laughs> it's crossing I'm my mind. But yeah, so those things are important for sure. No There's doubt. a lot of wealth in that no doubt. sentiment. Well, I'm so sure. sorry, Kurt, to hear about to hear about your mother in law. Yeah. I, I know she had been sick and you guys for the past yeah, at least a few years, years have been yeah. taking care of her and making sure that she has what she needs and visiting her on a regular basis. How's your wife? It's hard. Again, it's mixed blessings when you know, elderly parent goes through severe health problems and nursing homes. It's not pleasant for them to be not at home. And she let us know that. And it was hard on my wife and my boy. I said to her, my, my daughter and I coming home, said, boy, mom, you did everything you possibly could have done. She has mixed feelings that she did everything she could. But, you know, you always feel that way, don't you? You, you wonder, is there more that you can do? think she did the best she did awesome and but you miss them miss, no you, doubt. You, you reflect on who they were when they cared for you and <clears throat> they cared for the family and stuff yeah it's a weird feeling it's she still she needs, needs a few days to get her legs back under her but in all my weirdness kurt let your wife know that we love her yeah thinking about her and she's certainly in our prayers Thanks. so i'm sorry we i'm appreciate sorry you guys that. are going through that absolutely we appreciate absolutely. that absolutely my quote, I don't know, it's not nearly as great as yours was, but that's okay. Cutting lattes is not the same as setting up automatic investments. Remit Sethi. And I think that's a cut on David Bach's book. <laughs> he had a similar book about getting rich or something, but he was all about cutting out those extravagance like Starbucks lattes. But Remit takes a little yeah. different. Dave Ramsey it. does that too. And I lean towards Ramit on this yeah. one. I like even, it. Even when you're going through the hard parts of life, I have to find a way to enjoy those little niceties. We live in the, what are we in the 21st century now? Yeah. And we have some niceties that we can take advantage of and by gosh, figure out a way to, to do both, right? Figure out yeah. a way to have your conscious spending plan and every once in a while, enjoy your latte. I agree. I don't want to go buy coffee at Dunkin' Donuts every day because it's wicked expensive. <laughs> so it is a treat for me when I get an iced coffee at Dunkin' Donuts at $4.25 or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, dude, that was fun. Take us yeah, out. Yeah, good discussion, man. Great discussion. I we should. I, I think we should probably continue a little bit about this money subject. I might want to look into what are some of those ways, that, some of those investments that we can really take advantage of. Yeah. Specifically, not that we are financial advisors. We have our own thing. We're dudes in progress, right? Yeah. We're just trying to figure it out along with you. I might want to take a peek at some of the strategies, maybe even some passive income strategies that we can look at to to secure our, ourselves for mm. 
retirement. And that would be awesome as well. But as we go, remember our website is dudesinprogress.com. Our email is dudes at dudesinprogress.com. You can reach out to us there and ask us questions. If you want to go onto our Facebook community, we would love to see you there. Dudesinprogress.com slash Facebook will take you right to that Facebook page. Kurt, we're wrapping up this week. So remember, progress is certainly better than perfection. So you and I are going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. I'm working on this. This is an area I'm focusing on and I'm going to work on it better and do more next week, Joe. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, my friend. (laughs) 